three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, hey, I didn't see you coming there, I'm Stephen. Hi, everybody, I'm the Russian Beast. This is the Chuck Please podcast. And oh, <laughs> and what we do here is so many different things. We do. It's a whole lot. lot. Yeah, we've got we've got what we've got on the podcast is twelve simple rules. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, do you remember the the first three of the twelve simple rules uh, that we introduced started to introduce last week? Yeah, um, you got uh, the, there's uh, clean only enough of your room to build like a sort of a, a, a totemic shrine to uh, this three headed snake scorpion thing that lives deep onto the cave um also stand up straight with your shoulders back uh far back behind your back uh behind your back and like scream uh endlessly uh (laughs) kind of your joyous love of the the snake creature uh while writhing into the sort of a mockery of a human form and becoming more like the three-headed snake um, and I think those two were like presented as two separate ones, but um, right. but those are really just one rule, because now oh. now I have the Wikipedia, <laughs> I have the Wikipedia page up. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. So that's uh rule one A and rule one B. Yeah, those are that, and that's just one. That's that's the first rule. Um, now, because obviously these are, these rules are, are inspired in part, so they are, they have tangential just, similarities to... They're, uh, ju- they're just inspired. <laughs> <laughs> they have tangential similarities to... Now, uh, now to critics are else. raving these, these rules are inspired, and they're leaving it at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> inspired dot dot dot. Uh, put it on the poster. Um... What else do we do on the podcast? We talk about... Well, what we do is we tease that I was going to a mega game and then I go to a mega wait, game. Wait, and, wait, and What? That is something we frequently do. Were those the only one rule? Sorry? Was that the only one rule we had? No, the, the, this one rule is stand up straight with your shoulders back. Those were two rules in the previous one. One was to stand up straight and one was the oh, shoulders okay. back. But I should have... You know, that's just one rule. Okay, um, and there was also clean just enough of your room that you have space for an altar to the three-headed snake scorpion god. Yes. God? Uh, oh, that's a bit strong. That's a bit strong. Rever- revere it as if it were a god. Hmm, of course. <laughs> um, now, because what I, I figured is that we can... Uh, there is a sort of a, a series of rules... <laughs> Okay, I thought we introduced three rules last time, though. I thought that that was that the first rule was the altar thing, the second one was standing up straight, and the third one was shoulders back. I thought. Oh, okay, okay, but okay. I wasn't sure. Uh, now that might be that might be more or less it. If there was a third rule, it is lost to time mm. and the archive. We can see if it's similar to any of these rules because this is. Um, I don't know if it was. What okay. what rules? Well, there's these rules. There's this handy book of rules <laughs> created uh, by uh, a Canadian professor um, mm. from the wonderful city of Toronto, which I intend uh. to visit soon. Um, and oh, he's got some. He's got some uh, interesting views. 
uh, about hierarchy. <laughs> And and he's like fun because it's like you know because the fact that he has like a stupid view and uh, uh, and that it's obviously bad uh, and then he like makes fun of it himself like you know like I think I saw a, a little photo of him with two little plastic lobsters because he like he assumes that um, because lobsters have hierarchies that therefore hierarchies are natural and uh, women should be subservient to men now you referred Uh, to him as lobster boy at some point wait subservient to them as in subservient to lobsters no (laughs) i said i said men oh okay i thought you said them uh, are less than because but terrible creep but 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 here's something (laughs) here's something he's got these rules lobsters lobsters have hierarchies Mm mm-hmm I am just learning now. <laughs> Breaking news. Um, across time, certain certain sections or um, isolated groups of humans have had hierarchies, but we haven't always everywhere had them. But I, I have to assume the lobster in its natural state has a hierarchy, and I think that means we should be subservient to the lobster because they know more about what they're doing than we do. That's true. Any kind of... Of course, of course. On the hierarchy, the lobster is below the three-headed snake scorpion creature. Yeah, but also now I'm thinking about it, like... The scorpion aspects of the three-headed snake creature, are we sure the scorpion aspects aren't actually lobster aspects? Ooh! This might actually be a three-headed snake lobster. Ooh, I like that. or even a three-headed snake, lobster, scorpion. Ooh, I have, I've never, I've only ever seen your kind of uh, rough uh, iPhone without the flash uh, right. uh, photos of the cave drawings uh, made in luminescent bioluminescent moss, scraped onto the walls by the inhabitants of the cave. Um, but it really struck a chord with me. <laughs> the little, <laughs> the little blurry photos. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Well, and that's why we have 12 rules about it. Two mm. of which I think we've repeated on this episode, and there may have been a third. There may have been a third, but I thought that we could like go over these rules and see if that sparks anything. <laughs> we did promise the listeners that we would dole out 12 simple rules for dating our three-headed snake, scorpion, lobster creature <laughs> mm. over the course of uh, of some number of episodes. Do you want to just burn this through all of them right now, though? Um. Well, I feel like I don't know if maybe we can refine our list, but like um, based on, I just wanted to sort of go through this list of of twelve because I don't think that okay. it would take very okay, long. Okay, so so you're really just dead set on on just really dredging up the specter of Jordan Peterson. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because Fine. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the Quicking thing again. about this yeah. guy. Um, he's... Oh, he, he fucking sucks. <laughs> he does. And he's stupid shit. And everyone who thinks that he's right-minded in any way can go eat a turd. But, I mean, I guess we're talking about him now. I don't know that much about him. Okay, here's the thing. I, I have this Wikipedia article up because you just referred to it earlier. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at that. And... I'm trying not. I'm trying to also do the episode at the same time. So, 
maybe you could carry me on your shoulders through this episode while I inform myself, uh, much like we're all carried through the cave by the uh, by the three-headed snake, scorpion, lobster monster. Okay. Um, okay. Well, here's the thing: is that uh, Jordan Peterson kind of relies on that kind of um, uh, idea of. Uh, people being unfamiliar with really what the basic. Fuck? What the f- Sorry, I'm just reading his list of twelve rules. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! Bump my mic. Uh, carry on. Yeah, he relies on people being really unfamiliar with the ideas of basic um, self-help stuff, and he kind of just chooses really sort of bland things, like really bland things, but mixes it through this kind of Christian ideology and specifically this kind of um, uh, patriarchal uh, Christian ideology where he um, comes in with with a... Yeah, sorry. No, no, I'm just commenting, keep going. Yeah, he he comes in with a, a set of preconceived ideas about the world and then uses uh, obviously he views everything through that lens and uses uh, anything to kind of justify his uh, it, up to and including the fact that lobsters have hierarchies uh, to or, or lobsters appear to have hierarchies to um, justify his uh, own beliefs about uh, women and uh, spoiler alert they're not very good um, and, yeah. yeah. He's also, I see, uh, an amateur comedian. Mm. Yeah, he's he's uh, he thinks that he's got the answers, and um, it's, it's yeah, but he doesn't because uh, we 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 do. <laughs> uh, so, and it's our twelve simple rules for dating the three-headed snake, scorpion, lobster creature that lives in the system of caves we have asserted our as our dominion yeah so here's the thing is because i i was looking at a twitter I, I viewed a twitter thread earlier that was basically saying that like the alt-right uses um sort of uh even seemingly sort of benign um things like youtube uh, videos of animals or like little fun videos and inserts kind of alt-right uh, or right-wing propaganda so that people like get drip fed this kind of uh, stuff there or just like it brings up like mm. You know, um, that kind of thing. And what I thought is, um, we could use that for the Check Please podcast <laughs> uh, to take something like this, uh, like see how they're doing it, and but it's us now, and we're doing it. And actually, it's good because we're doing it. That's right. It's good, actually, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> turns out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, no, you seem like you have something to say. No, um, no, 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 no. I saw this Jordan B. Peterson. Twelve rules for life: an antidote to chaos. Yeah, he believes that um, order, uh, in a very sort of fascistic sense, yeah. uh, is uh, good and chaos. Uh, is uh, women and bad also right probably minorities as well mm, you know <laughs> you know I mean I'm not seeing anything he focuses, oh, wait, on, wait. focuses on women but there's a little in there yeah okay 
Um, so, you know, what, what are you going to do? Um, yeah. I'm not seeing anything explicitly racist in this Wikipedia article I'm skimming, but I'm I'm just going to go out on a limb and assume that's part of his uh, part of his shtick. Well, he does love to hang out with people who are um, you know, racist and has a lot of uh, you know. Oh, no, wait, here's something. Oh, oh. Peterson claims that he has been inducted into the coastal specific um, I don't know how to pronounce that tribe, but then later says he is romancing the noble savage. Um, and Noble Savage is definitely uh, a dog-ass whistle mm-hmm. for the racists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or at least, like, the, the cultural imperialists, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Maybe he's just a real fan of uh, Far Cry 3. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to bring that up. To a nice deal. Uh, listeners, part of the deep lore is that I I played one of the Far Cry games and I have a lot of a lot of notes for mm-hmm. the writers. <laughs> uh, that was when we talked about it was like, Sonic. It was all, uh, oh, did, did we ever talk about it on on the Zero Cast? We talked about Sonic launched oh. out of a cannon. Okay, yeah, more deep lore for the listeners. Yeah. We were guests on an episode of uh, Friend of the Show John's podcast. John yeah, has John never Kelly. been a guest on Check Please, but he recorded a sponsor segment that was cut into an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? Uh, Justice it was Juice. Some- Justice Juice, right. Yeah, it's it uh, very good. Yeah. This is low energy. I think that no, yeah, definitely. Talking about the deep lore is very low energy. <laughs> Not like the lore of the deep cave, uh, where we could. Mm, okay, the so depths. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, listen. I had a, I had a whole meal today. I found, you know, let's let's leave this for a minute, and we'll go to something. Thank else. you. Yeah, I had a really good day today. I went. Um, okay. I went to the Yorkshire Sculpture Park uh, with my partner. Can you say that again? Legibly oh, for the there's, listeners. There's a park uh, with sculpture in it, um, like statues and that, and it's in Yorkshire. Uh, okay, so, so you said Yorkshire, uh, Yorkshire sculpture park. Yes. Okay, my best guess for what you had said was orchard sculpture oh. park. No, that sounds nice as well. Um, but yeah, it was very nice. It's like there's these massive grounds it was very sunny and there's so many there's like there's a lot of canadian geese around and they had mm. the little goslings because i guess it must be season for that and then they were like uh they were like uh going around um you know uh, like herds of them and like little the little tiny geese and and like the um they were just sort of you know going across paths and stuff and it was mm. fun and the sheep as well knocking about and you can you're just walking around in the fields with them and people are bringing dogs but the dogs are supposed to be on leads there was one there was there was two occasions uh where someone uh had a dog not on a lead and it was uh it was bad because like the one dog was uh just sort of um running around uh the, the canadian geese scaring them up uh and then the owner got um you know told uh 
more than politely for the circumstances to put the dog on a lead and then uh, so he began to yell at an old woman but oh. um, was it a cute dog the dog was cute which is a shame it's always a shame when that happens yeah but uh, um, you know it's, it's, it's a nice dog but um, you know you know it it really sounds like one of those things where we we just had to have been there, huh, listeners? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so you know, there's cute dogs in there. Uh, but yeah, it was a really nice day walking around there. Um, you could see a lot of Henry Moore sculpture along the way, which um, is something that I remember from when I was in Toronto previously. Uh, in the art gallery, there they had some big. Uh, Henry Moore. <laughs> is, is this anything? Mm-hmm. No, it not, doesn't it's seem. It's not to much be. of anything, but okay. it's good to hear that you had a good day. Yeah, I got bitten by a mosquito. Uh, um, oh, yeah, got bitten by a mosquito. Oh, there was a, a really cool bit where, like, uh, we walked through the trees, and uh, there was like a thing set up where um, it was an artist uh, had like uh, commissioned someone to. Uh, record the conversations that the trees would have in like this uh, quiet whisper Um, and they were quite dark with some of the stuff that they were saying but uh, it's just like you'd be walking along and then suddenly from a speaker from a tree (laughs) like hidden in a tree would just come this sort of whisper Um, right uh, it was very fun and it would say, uh, have you heard about this Jordan Peterson? (laughs) it would say have you heard about yeah he's got a lot of ideas Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, a lot of good ideas. Let's go over some of them now. <laughs> okay, so let's go through these, and then we'll see if there's anything that we can use for ours. And he, I can see already that he has sort of ripped off um, my idea for standing up straight with his shoulders <laughs> back. It seems like he's, it seems like he's sort of ripped that off here because that's rule well, number one for him. Well, here's one thing. Okay, mm. so whatever these these twelve simple rules, they're like the most presentable side of anything he's done, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this this Wikipedia article seems to focus heavily on that, so I'm sure it's fairly biased in its moderation. But outside of that, you know, he's he's done a lot of shitty things, right? Well, like the the. Until just recently, the only time I had heard of him, and I had forgotten who it was, was but the only time I'd heard of him was when there was that whole scandal at the University of Toronto where he was a professor of some, I guess, applied psychology and sociology mm. uh, or something like that, uh, social philosophy, according to Wikipedia, um, uh, where uh, he had a, there was a trans student in his class and he refused to use the correct pronouns right Mm. and it kind of blew up into a whole thing and he uh he was what probably put on like leave or something but not fired because he had tenure and all that it was like a hairy situation where he's making all these inflammatory comments and riling up the media so that he could push his books at the same time uh uh well anyways the only reason i'd heard of it then was because some one or two students from my physics undergraduate were all like, no, I think I think he's on the right side of this. You know, PC is bad, right? Because, you know, they were like dumb, right-leaning kids. And also because that. they would use a Mac. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> PC culture. Um, uh, and that, that just, that, congratulations, I forgot where I was going. <laughs> uh, there were people who bought into, um, his, yeah, his kind of thing. Sorry, Anyways, I just, I did, just, that's, that's being all put aside in this Wikipedia article just to push, again, just to push his books and sell you on buying his books. Yeah, another thing as well about this is the, um, like with the stand up straight with your shoulders back, this is, again, it's stuff that um, is traditionally kind of advice from mothers, like cleaning room and stuff, cleaning room. But because of, uh, you know, uh, patriarchy and, and misogyny um, a lot of young men might not be uh, uh, trained to accept um, the word of someone who uh, of, of a woman in uh, command from uh, media or from like things that sort of diminish so, that and stuff or from so the culture. So on, on his list Sorry to interrupt, but on his list, I don't actually see a clean your room. I do see set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. And I don't think that's cleaning your room because based off of some of the other ones on this list, like do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them. That one's very strange that and one's terrible. insane. <laughs> yeah. But it's immediately followed by set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. I don't think that's saying clean your room. I think that's saying basically run your own little fascist state within your household. That's true, but he does like um, he talks a lot about clean your room, like and, okay, and okay. It, when like he talks about all the great stuff that he's heard from these uh, these young men that he uh, is so oh, the young men the young men that buy his book and give feed his Patreon that he is so committed to uh, the health and welfare of that he must continue to uh, pr- uh, put himself forward as the only. Uh, true source of uh, anything for them that they must keep paying him for but um, uh, he's so moved by these young men who have started to clean their room that's something that he he talks a lot about Uh, okay Um, okay so that's separate from his 12 simple rules for dating his teenage daughter or whatever it is yeah it's 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 in it's in there um uh, uh, I think it's in the book, like separate. It's not one of the steps, but maybe we'll go through them now and find. No, no. Here's here's something. Um, mm. Do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them. That's and rule five. That's, that's rule five. And then rule eleven is: do not bother children while they are skateboarding. <laughs> now, for all his Mister Logic like setup, Mister Rhetoric debater. Uh, he's left like an obvious contradiction right there in his 12 simple rules. Because, <laughs> you know, what if you dislike your children's skateboarding? Don't bother them. I mean, I'm sure... You, you can't, but you, you're, you're also you think... supposed to not let them do anything that makes you dislike them. <laughs> Which is so ridiculous. I know. Uh, oh, great. Reading that one in particular made uh, me so mad. As if, like, as well, it's, it's your children. It's basically saying... Uh, conditionally love your child. <laughs> um, it's not. It's saying like. No, it's saying the love e- the love you have for you you have for your child should be conditional. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. I, yeah. Uh, that is what's. It's not. It's not even that. It's like it's saying you already know 
when you love your child and when you don't. <laughs> and just like put up guide guidelines and barriers that prevent them from straying away from your love. God. Um, it reminds me a bit of my own father's uh, in some ways. I his parenting yeah. style. Oh, man, this is... Yeah, no, I'm not enjoying staring at this list of 12 rules, which I nominally have up on my screen for the purpose of comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe this can be a, like, comedy is misery, listeners. You can just, you can, you can laugh at me having to stare at this. Okay, so here's how I would interpret set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. Yeah. Um, that he's basically saying hide all your political scandals <laughs> shore up your leaks no I think I think that more than that it's basically saying the world is a certain way I don't like it you don't like it but our houses aren't in perfect order so we cannot criticize it so therefore men are above women so this that's what he can lead in with that it's very easy to lead in with that it's really easy to get into um, that definitely seems to be what it's saying mindsets like that like none of these are openly saying well that they're particularly aimed at men but they kind of very obviously are Mm. um that's like his whole thing is that he never openly says stuff he just says you know i don't like it but this this thing and this thing and people say this and this and this and, and like you know and if if people wanted this then why is this and this and this and like as in and he doesn't actually say so therefore anything it's, it's always just you know I'm, I'm just asking questions um yep. <laughs> just much like we much like us in the previous episode we were just asking questions he's also one of the many people that crawled out of the woodwork after the recent incel-related violence, uh, to start pushing their beliefs. Mm. So he had that line about that he was in the news for recently about um, how governments should mandate and prescribe women to men, like like enforced monogamy, enforced monogamy. That that whole bullshit line of reasoning. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just bullshit, like actively bad for people in general yeah like how is that going in any sort of direction that is good for literally anybody it's so i mean it's helping him get a platform to sell his book i guess yeah and that's why he has to rely on it's like uh, that's why he has to back it up with like this broken ideology that women um can't be good for anything other than childbirth because if he actually looked and saw the you know the data the truth of like life then it would be very obvious that uh, just any of his ideas are stupid like the i bet i bet there's people out there who would love to come on our show and debate with us i'm never gonna allow anyone onto the show to debate with me because here's why don't don't fucking add us. <laughs> Don't at me. And here's why. is because, uh, for one thing, 
listen, I just want to have like a fun day at Sculpture Park. <laughs> I don't want to be, you know, I don't. I want to have a fun day at Sculpture Park. I want to come onto a podcast where I talk weirdly because I've decided that this episode not to talk about the cave. Um, and for another thing, because I've got not nothing that anyone has to say, um, will make me believe that government should give girlfriends to people. <laughs> I love my curvy government girlfriend. I love my scurvy wife. Uh, Does... listeners, do, do any listeners out there remember? <laughs> this podcast uh, is just for me and Steven. Listen, this, this... It really is. This is... <laughs> Um, do any listeners out there remember A, the guy who wrote a think piece about how he loves his curvy wife, <laughs> and B, remember Will and I's personal Facebook conversation <laughs> earlier today about scurvy wife, <laughs> and the man who loves his scurvy wife. <laughs> uh, what's what's the curvy wife guy doing these days? Probably he's. I bet he's in Jordan Peterson's entourage. Do you think he's hanging out with Ken Bone? Do you think Ken Bone <laughs> is part of Jordan Peterson's entourage? Almost definitely, oh, right? Almost definitely. Or at least they're all in like the same Slack channel or something. Mm. Oh. <sighs> well, thirty seconds away. <laughs> Meaning the thirty minute mark. Are we gonna end the episode right away? Do we have to do we have to think of a comedy thing to do oh, at this no. point? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Steven. Listen No, I it's I, no, I I'm I'm part of the I'm part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> and and we most certainly will not apologize to the listeners. What else has happened? Oh I played I played a I played a game with Will, friend of the show on Friday. Friend of the show, Will. Oh. Uh, yeah, I played. Um, it's something that I've been wanting to play for a while. It's the Deep Forest. It's a map making game uh, based on a Quiet Year. Uh, it's like a kind of okay. response to that, which is a map making game. I know a bit about the Quiet a Quiet Year. Yeah, uh, where you use playing cards and stuff, and it's, it's yeah, the same. It's, it's oh. one of those. Sorry. No, no. What's it called? <laughs> a Quiet Year. I've maybe heard of that as well. I'm not sure. Listeners, this is the part of the show where we talk about RPGs and tabletops and related. It's interesting how there's all these games for, like, through this game system, you design your uh, your setting and universe. That always seemed pretty cool to me. Because mm. there's ones like, uh, uh, there's Microscope, where you start at, like, the basic level of the universe and then taking turns and using the game mechanics you kind of like define the setting and then the the planet and the rules it follows and then like continents on the planet and it's like a way to build a setting to then use in a later game or just build a setting for the sake of it and then there's uh there's kingdom which is by the same person and it's like microscope but uh or it's sort of set up to be like you've played your game of microscope it takes a couple hours then later you play a game of kingdom in the setting built from microscope and that's like you pick a like a smaller group of people within the world and like dive into their backstory over some span of time 
and then it's set up that then after that you then pick an rpg system and play your tabletop game using everything that you've built as a group uh and a quiet year and um this other one you just mentioned i guess are similar ideas um i don't know uh maybe a quiet year i haven't played a quiet year but i know that um in that uh, I think a quiet. I think I've heard quiet a quiet year used as like um, if you're playing some other RPG game and then you can play, and you want to do like like accelerated time passing sort of. You can do a quiet year to be like here's a bunch of big events sort of happening pretty quickly. Huh. Um, or like do that to set like the immediate events right before a game starts. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe that might. Because that... part of it is like uh, the little I understood of it. Um, I've never played it or anything. Full disclosure. Uh, but well, yeah, that's. I I think I've said enough about it. What's the other thing you wanted to say? <laughs> okay, because uh, the deep forest is one where um, you play as uh, monsters who were driven out of somewhere by uh, human heroes. And then, uh, you know, slowly returning. And um, uh, the story that kind of played out uh, in me and Will's session was mostly one of, like, um, we had two monsters that were then kind of, like, um, uh, pushing another monster out of the group to kind of just hang out together. Uh, But then (laughs) they both died. uh, 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 Most of the monsters uh, ended up dying. Uh, except for this, uh, and it was fun seeing the map kind of go from there was stuff set up all in all different places to then as we sort of ended, we just kind of kept adding to like this bottom uh, right corner kind of thing where like we just okay. sort of put them all kind of. Uh, okay, so so when you said map building game, I and related to to a quiet year, I thought of like uh, it was like defining characteristics of like a larger map to then play a game within later. Um, but is it actually like those, uh, those board games where you're placing tiles that you then do things in? Uh, what it is, is that you have, so a... it's like the map building is sort of contained to the mechanics of the system itself and not like, a. it's not like the point of it isn't to build a map to then use later. I feel like you could use the map to build later, especially with a quiet year from what I've seen at the end of a quiet year. That has more, like, uh, you end the game with, like, a map, as in, like, a, a map that has a bunch of places on it and stuff, um, uh, that are, like, functional in some way, like, they have, and you have a society where you've answered questions about, um, how things work in that society and stuff like that, because that's on the cards, there's different mm-hmm. questions about, you know, what is the role of X in your society, and then you would sort of add that to the map to, uh, show... Okay. The role, uh, and cool. in and in the deep forest. Um, Do you think the listeners remember the deep lore that you and I did nominally for like five years an RPG podcast before this? Um, or do you think the listeners are are just wondering why we're going off on this? I think the listeners know us and love us best as the hosts of probably Cthulhu Afraid. <laughs> Um, uh, your podcast, your choice. Grapple the monstrosity. Uh, no food media production. Toxic masculinity is real. Um, Beware, be aware. Yeah, <laughs> a, a show with many taglines, which is 
almost certainly dead. <laughs> um, but its memory lives on in this new reoccurring segment where we just talk about RPGs for a bit. Yeah. And here's the thing about that is because I feel like, you know, people who have gone through the rest of it um, deserve a little treat. <laughs> But yeah, it was... and by people you mean us, because the show isn't for the listeners; it's that, for you and me. That's, that's more than accurate. Uh, um, yeah, you know, I actually did play Kingdom once. Ooh, I'm just realizing. I know that you 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 brought it up in Skype, right? You you I remember at one point you sent us the rules for it, and I was interested to play it, and I would be interested yeah. to play. It. Is that a two player thing? Can can we do that? Two I think player at some point you could probably do it with two players. I'm not okay. sure. Not sure. I'd prefer to have more people at the table mm. because it's like uh because it's sort of building a thing. Yeah. Uh and if you want that thing to be the most cool and interesting, I feel like you need like a, a good variety of people coming to it. Yes. Um, um I think I also have the physical rules for microscope somewhere, but I never read through them. Huh. I have a lot of RPG rule books that I haven't read through fully. Because I always realize, like, wait a minute, I don't have anyone to play this with. Yeah, that, that's how I've got. I got paranoia. Uh, I got paranoia a bit ago. I bought, I bought it like maybe even last year when the new version came out, the red clearance edition, and it sat there in the box. And you know, it's for one thing, it uses cards. Uh, well, it, you know, you can get uh, cards to to give people physically, uh, which is hard to replicate online. If we were to do it over mm, Skype, yeah. Um, and for and also, we, yeah. we just haven't had the opportunity, well, really. You know, it's time zones and people having different schedules. Uh, and also, um, I know that you you don't want to do a one shot that requires a lot of rules and stuff. Um, yeah. Well. There's RPG systems I like and RPG systems I'll put up with for the sake of doing an RPG, but mm. I, I'm much more into longer term things. I do have I do have kind of a, a drive to have like um, it's because I was reading a bit on Spire um, uh, recently. Uh, there's another role playing game, and it had a bit where it was talking about how um, your decisions. Um, you can impact the the city on different levels, like on a street level or on a or on a higher level or on a, like the whole block or like the whole city. And hmm. you could you could do stuff like um, uh, politically assassinate somebody, or maybe you like you uh, just on in the course of doing one thing, you you murder somebody who then turns out to be someone who's like uh, running uh, an orphanage or something for people okay. and stuff. And it was that level of kind of. Um, you know, permanent world city stuff. Yeah, like con- consequences for the normal bullshit that players in an RPG get up with because they feel like mini gods, mm. or at least like the rules don't really apply to them. Yeah, and that's something that I think we'll, I, I really want to explore more of. That's kind of part yeah. of why. Yeah, I just have a rule book for a system called Blades in the Dark that had a lot of cool stuff like that. Because mm. I guess you're normally building up your generally, like, criminal power gang in a large, like, packed kind of fantasy city, city setting. Um, or maybe you could be playing as guards or something, I guess. But uh, because a lot of it is the idea of, like, t- 
taking over territory and establishing yourself. That it's set up to have a lot of that, like, you might piss off this NPC and then twist that NPC as power in this other faction, and then it, like, sprawls out into domino, like, uh, events coming off of that. Oh. And it seemed cool. Does those, it... those things also seem like a lot of work. Yeah. Does it work on, like, the nemesis system from Shadow of Mordor? <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> Like, like if you imagine, yeah, like if you imagine like an adventure zone type thing where like they would just dick on uh, an NPC, and then it would like the pa- the camera should pan to them and like, boosh, the name comes up. You're right. Yeah. Um, uh, another rule book I picked up recently was the rules for Shadowrun. <laughs> God, that book's giant, and I think needlessly complex in a lot of ways. Mm. Probably also something I'll never find a group to play with. But that would never. be fun to run. The, oh, I mean, as in, if you if you would want to run something, because I know I I run a lot of the games, and I would like to I, have a break. I, I could try sometime. Uh, Shadowrun, like just the character creation steps alone, look like it could be like a couple hours. Oh. Huh. Uh, they made a lot of things extremely complicated for no particularly good reason. In at least apparently the most recent version, like uh, edition of the Shadowrun rules, were the worst for that. And I don't know if they're putting out new ones soonish or something. I'm I'm not in the loop on it. It seems cool. It's a setting with some flaws, but other parts that are pretty interesting. Um. Yeah, I I played a game of Kingdom once, (laughs) I was saying. (laughs) Uh, uh, I I saw like an ad at the local RPG shop for a group looking for players. And I showed up and they were a couple sessions into the group having gone together, I guess. Uh, And apparently they were doing the whole like, they played a game of Microscope over a couple sessions and I missed that. Uh, And then I was there for the game of Kingdom, but I don't remember it too well. So you were kind of going into the pre-done microscope thing, as in the, yeah, like playing in their world kind of thing. Yeah, and it was it was like uh, I guess the the GM had taken it afterwards and just gone really deep in on fleshing everything out. So it was it was a very like fleshed out world. He had a full uh, like giant hex grid map that he'd drawn everything in on like continents and stuff. Wow. And uh, he he had obviously put in a huge amount of work, and I felt bad because um, uh, the group wasn't too consistent. There was some people that were dropping in and out a lot, uh, so like it felt a bit like his huge amount of work was going to waste. And also, I personally was not a big fan of the system we were playing because it was it was swords and sorcery, which is apparently supposed to be super like. Uh, very very close like intentionally with only a couple of the rough edges sanded down but like uh original D mm. or maybe advanced D, whatever um uh and uh god that systems that system's sure something huh <laughs> uh-huh. uh you can see why people say like uh fifth edition the reason the did dungeons and dragons is coming back into style is because it's finally accessible again but like the the old rules were crazy like whatever you want to play this race then you only have these options for classes you want to 
you want to be a bard, you have to multi-class into all these other classes first. And, like, uh, rules for learning spells for wizards. You have to find a book and, like, roll on a table. And then every time you cast a spell, you have a chance of forgetting it. And, like, your characters are just very weak. And there's very little in terms of, project, uh, like, um, character progression. Unless the, the DM is just constantly handing out magic items. And huh. that's, like, our DM definitely did. Uh, there was crazy stuff with, like, uh, like pretty early on, we all got one wish granted to us or something. Uh, or, like, we were basically finding all the magical items we wa- we had put ourselves down as wanting pretty easily. Uh, but even then, we were getting our ass kicked constantly. Because, like, at the end of the day, the characters just aren't very powerful. I know that there's a, 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 um, a sort of Dungeons and Dragons type thing that plays on the idea of uh, having characters that aren't powerful, that Torchbearer one. Um, yeah, but that's a. I think that's actually a reference to. Uh, so in like original D and D, sort of, uh, people weren't like gods, kind of like they are once they level up a couple times in modern D and D. Yeah, even like level the whole, two in, in the fifth yeah. edition, more or less. Or is it level yeah. three where you get like the first um, big bone? What's the? Uh, oh yeah, it depends on the class, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah and like in modern D anD D and all that, uh, level one person has like two or three times as many hit points as a peasant, yeah, like a non adventurer. So like you're starting off as someone who's already like a kind of like so far above the other mortals but then um in old D, uh like uh maybe it was similar but even then you weren't very strong and um uh, the main like the main late game progression for a character wasn't you getting a ton of hit points or doing a ton of damage it was that you would build a castle and then or like if you were a wizard you'd build a wizard tower and then you'd spend like hours drawing out a map of your own tower and you'd do like it was sort of like a bit of like a sim game where you'd depend like you'd manage underlings uh and torchbearers were like the first level of underling you could hire it was just someone to carry things and hold the torch so yeah kind of a lot of it seemed to be like your power came from you building a castle and hiring like having like a band of mercenaries underneath of you and that was what made you powerful or the magic items you had not just like the oh you've got enough experience points that you now have like five times as much health as the as a random person on the street and like could kill anything by breathing on it and all that. Although I prefer the later because uh, whatever it's just a very different type of game. Yeah, I'm sure there is. I'm sure that like I mean obviously it was fun enough uh, to do that uh, for. A yeah, no, it was fun. It was also like a, oh, oh, sorry, I thought you were talking, yeah, uh, I mean, lots uh, of people were big fans of it. In my particular instance, it was also like a, like a hour long bus ride out there and, mm. uh, yeah, so I had to leave that group eventually. It was oh. cool though. Yeah. Um, um shout out to, to them. So, yeah, I j- anyways, <laughs> <laughs> Now we've done a whole second episode on top of our first episode. 
We did 30 minutes on Jordan Peterson bits. <laughs> now we've done 20 minutes on RPGs. And uh, do you want to go to an hour long? Do you have Do you have 13 or 12 more minutes of um, RPG talk? No, I've been was... playing D and D with some friends from Twitter recently. Oh, that's been fun because I hadn't had a and had a a group for over a year that played regularly. That's been nice. Um. But I'm also of the opinion that just telling stories from your RPG group is not good. <laughs> not good podcasting. Not good podcasting, not good, like, general conversation topic. Okay. Uh, there you have it, listeners. Uh, we've now put our house in order. We've aired all our, all our secrets about being nerds. Um, and now, what? Uh, now we can criticize the world. <laughs> yeah. So the first, the first criticism is that um, this episode is uh, maybe a little long. I might cut out some of the stuff. <laughs> oh, which uh, part? The RPG stuff or the no, Jordan Peterson stuff? Not the RPG stuff, because I like the RPG stuff. I think the RPG okay. stuff is fun for me. Yeah, no, it's good for us, and what's good for us is good for the episodes, because uh, <laughs> we're the listeners. <laughs> oh, that's a fun twist. We've been the listeners the entire time. Oh, what a world, uh, eh? What else has happened? Uh, in some... the news? <laughs> no, it's just, just, just for me. <laughs> oh, for me and you. Oh. Yeah. Had some ribs. Uh, that was nice. Nice. Is uh, that how you got barbecue sauce on your hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that was a topic from the 15 minutes we recorded before and then threw out before we started this episode, listeners. <laughs> the secrets revealed. Oh, I should mention Shagadelic So actually, baby. <laughs> we've been going for we've been going for like an hour. Yeah, if like, you count the 15 minutes we already threw out, plus however much gets cut from this episode. Oh, here's something fun. Should mm-hmm. I say? Yeah. Uh, another fun like uh like secret to let the listeners in on was that the previous episode that was released at like 38 minutes long was actually 48 minutes long originally Ooh. and who who knows what was cut out of it <laughs> uh, but oh. generally we do not edit the episodes yeah but you know sometimes things need to be edited um, sometimes things get really political and also Will's getting on an airplane soon <laughs> yeah I'm looking forward to being in Toronto and seeing Stephen uh, yeah, that'll be nice we're gonna meet up in person We'll maybe have like a fun thing for the listeners by which I mean us <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was thinking actually actually, um, I've got I've got some games but I don't know how much to bring or what to bring um, uh, is that a conversation for on the podcast <laughs> Sure, it's on the podcast now. If you want to try playing some RPGs while I'm around, ooh, um, I don't like know. A, though. I feel like, yeah, like what's a what's the quick quickest one? I don't know any. I don't know any quick ones because I don't care for the quick ones much. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, we can just talk about them. I will say that the game of the Deep Forest that I had with Will took. Uh, we were on the call for four and a half hours. Oh. That's like a classic Cthulhu on Parade episode length. <laughs> yeah, it, oh, it was it was really fun to do, and I'm sorry because the reason why I didn't um, ask you is because for no, one that's... thing, <clears throat> sorry, no, no, I wasn't like shocked or or appalled that you hadn't told me this was happening. No, I, I figured that for one thing, I, I've, I know, I've I know made that it clear like... that 
yeah. yeah. I made it clear that I don't like playing one-offs. Yeah. Uh, and also learning new rules and stuff and all this kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, unless it's, it's there's a certain learning, set of rules. It's less learning the new rules. <laughs> unless it's a certain... Keep the rules to about 12... <laughs> yeah yeah 12 rules for dating our three-headed snake lobster scorpion monster um is a is the new hit rpg coming to you from oni press i think they're i think they're an rpg maker uh or maybe they're comics Anyways. i think they're comics okay what, never but, mind but well they're branching out into rpgs and they're starting with our new hit game 12 Simple Girls for Dating Our Three-Headed Snake Monster Scorpion. Uh, be sure to back the Kickstarter. <laughs> and uh, should we end the episode? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh. Or do we go for the full hour? No, we're, we're going to end it. We're going to end it and I'm going to cut do it Do a down. sponsorship segment? Oh, sponsorship segment? Here we go. Here's a sponsorship segment. Hi, everybody. I'm Harry Potter from the... Uh, <laughs> Harry Potter... You remember me because um, uh, I did a lot of magic stuff and I defeated the Lord Voldemort. Um, anyway, so life has been pretty good. Um, did a lot it's of magic good to stuff. hear Harry Potter from Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, um, like magic stuff, I did that. Yeah, uh, yeah, you do a lot of magic stuff. Does it ever get old? Do you ever get tired of the magic stuff? I will be honest, yes. Uh, it's like, sometimes it's like, you know, I've got to get the wand. I'm gonna do it. I love more. I'm gonna unlock it all like yeah. that. You know, it feels like there has to be a better way. There has to be a better way. Steven, do you, do you have a better way? <laughs> seems like you were bringing up something. It seems that like I was going into something that I had prepared. No, no I and feel like we brought. Like no, I, I feel Harry like we. <laughs> Harry Potter. A great mess like... to myself on my ad because I'm living in London usually, and I've come all the way up here. To do the podcast, I came onto the podcast, and not for very long. I was waiting. I've been waiting for the whole show while you've been talking about John Peterson and like, and uh, just talking about uh, role playing games. Not not necessarily in depth, just sort of sort of around role playing been... games for a while. And then and then I I'm supposed listen, to be the listen. I'm supposed to be like the I... guest on this show. You said that I was going to be the guest. You said that I was going to be like I the featured guest and that this episode was going to be Let's talk to Harry Potter, the Harry Potter from Harry Potter. And I said, yeah, I sure. I, listen, I'll, Harry, yeah, I'll Harry Potter from Harry Potter, and please This, this is please a favor. Come. This is a favor that I'm doing to you. Okay, and listeners. I'm, now, I'm now this device this device I'm pulling out from underneath my desk is a taser. And I'm just going to switch it on, see how simple it is to use. And here we go. And, uh, and it works on wizards, too. So, you know, you can get one of these offer code check plays. Uh, uh, protect yourself from when a guest comes on your show and gets a bit unruly. Uh, so, the Wretched Beast, are we going to end this episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Don't forget, Shagadali Baby segment available now. That's probably why. It's probably why Harry Potter from Harry Potter was so angry. We had him sitting on a seat made out of shagment this whole time. Mm. It's a test product. Yeah, it's Again, not really suitable I don't think for humans. Not, not very comfortable unless you're into that winky face. 
So oh, the episode, a joke! Like a fun, a fun joke! So, so the so episode that, ending. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're ending the episode now, everybody. Okay, well, that's been the next question. <laughs> it's an even episode, right? I think so. I asked okay. you on last one. Is it even an episode? Uh, uh, Will, do you want to end the episode? Uh, first of all, it's the Wretched Beast, and I will never allow... I'm never going to get that right, because... Well, because of what? Because of... Because I, cause I only call you... Because you only asked me to call you that during the during the episode. I'm going to... Right, from now on... And throughout the rest of the week, I'm thinking and talking to you as well. It's not right. going to stick in my head. Unless you want me to forget the name Will entirely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe you could do like a fun character voice so I can tell the difference between you, Harry Potter from Harry <laughs> Potter, and the Wretched Beast. Uh, the Wretched Beast, do you want to stop doing the episode entirely? And maybe some other things. <laughs> uh, the show no, Sorry, that wasn't, that wasn't the right question. The show altogether. Uh, the Wretched Beast. Uh, do you have any more items on the list of 12 rules for dating our three-headed scorpion monster? Uh, Lizard the, snake? Yeah, the next rule that I have... Lobster? Uh, the next rule that I have is to um, pursue what is meaningful, which is the snake monster with three heads. And not what is right. expedient, which is also the snake-headed monster <laughs> with three heads, because it's very fast. It's very fast. <laughs> All right, right. So you must both pursue fact, it and not pursue it. You must ne- you must not pursue it. You must be pursued by it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do not even think of fighting back. Okay. Okay. This is the question that ends the episode. At about an hour in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wretched Beast. Would you ever let the podcast, the cave, or the three-headed snake, lobster, scorpion monster come to harm or death? I will never allow the Check Please podcast... Myself, yourself, the uh, the the legal ramifications surrounding the cave. Um, I won't, I won't let them come to light. Uh, I won't. Uh, I won't do anything. I, I, what I'm saying is that, like, if if there was a murder that happened right here on the Check Please podcast, I would take the stand. I would allow the uh, the the. Whatever, whoever was responsible, I would say nothing of it, even if it was my own murder. But the one thing that I, I will not allow is for the Check Please podcast, the cave, or the three headed scorpion lizard snake monster thing to come to harm or death.